thank you for checking out the One Best Podcast. I guess it would be the... What's going to be like the official... Because the One Best Podcast is the name of the of the podcast as a whole, like the channel. So what's the name of this show? Man, don't you think we should have talked about that before the episode? We're going to call this the One Best Podcast. You want to know what? There's a podcast I follow. It's called The Last Podcast on the Left. Yeah. And every show on their network is part of The Last Podcast Network. Right. So this is the flagship show on the network. Oh, okay. So you're saying like this is the flagship show, so, and everything and else is our everything else is bitch branded to that show. Don't 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 like shit down no. our other shows. No, they're bitch branded. They get the stamp. They get the mark right on their okay, asshole. Okay. So the so the the sports show I do with Eric that we call that Wikicast, but it's still part of the One Best Podcast brand. Yeah. And this is just called the One Bus Podcast. That's what we're saying? Yeah. Okay, I'm okay with yeah. that. I'm okay yeah. with that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even, even Chris Jericho did that. It was on the, the Talk is Jericho network. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I feel so? like that's what podcasts do. I, I, I don't know. I could be wrong, but I feel okay. like a lot of them will have the main show. Well, obviously, we have... We do two different shows. We just have... We, we have this one where we talk, like, comics and... T- t- Maybe the entertainment branch or whatever, which is what we've been doing over the last. Yeah, I say of it's years. more like. And then we have the pinfall wrap up that we do every once in a while. Yeah, when we're when we're feeling wrestling motivated, right? Which, which doesn't happen much anymore, man. Yeah, I really don't. I still watch Raw and SmackDown every Oof, week. I just don't. I'm sorry, but I don't really watch it. I have it on, and I'm usually doing something else. Yeah, I I, I can't watch it anymore. Right. I just can't. I try so hard. I try. I'll put on Smackdown's like five minutes. A, and I, can't. I I find SmackDown a little better. Because it's shorter, yeah, and they kind of, it feels it doesn't feel long. Where Raw just feels like it drags. It's just if they if they don't captivate me in like the first five or ten minutes of the show, I'm done. I can't I can't like turn it back on. Like I I'll, I'll try to watch along on Twitter or something, you know. Like I'll I'll try to keep up with it, but if if I'm watching it and what's happening in the beginning doesn't get me to doesn't lock me in doesn't hook me in. That I'm done. You you've lost me for the rest of the show. Huh. I I'm one of those people. That's why the beginnings need to make sense, and they don't. And that's a perfect segue into um, what we're covering tonight. So instead of doing a Doom Patrol episode like we've been doing week by week, um, we're actually gonna go backwards and talk about the Titan show that was on before Doom Patrol, and. Rob hasn't seen the show, but I, I just wanted him to watch the last episode because I thought that was the strongest episode. The last episode of the first season. Of the first season. And I felt like that was the strongest episode. Now, the show critically has been kind of wishy-washy. Some people like it. Some people really dislike it. Usually the the hardcore comic. The, you know that one dude that uh, praised Gotham? Yes. He hates Titans. Why? I'd have to show you the video because I, I don't want to misquote it. But I know he dislikes. Well, Titans. what are what are some of the bullet points from why he? For he why he hates he it. feels that the there's no character development, and where Doom Patrol and that's so that's the one thing I have a problem with reviewers is when a reviewer reviews something and we've we've been guilty of this too. But I'm trying to stay away from this. When you review a show, you should be reviewing the show. Based off, and you shouldn't be comparing it to something else, as you, to give your rating of the show. You know what I'm saying? It should stand and actually alone I, on its merits. I yes. learned that. I learned that. Not really learned it, but really got put in my head from the Walmart Academy. Believe it or not, that was one of the one things they were teaching you in management. Like, if you're going to do an evaluation of an associate, you shouldn't be evaluating them compared to another associate you're evaluating. They're like, well, this person's an exceed worker. He's better than the other one, so I can't give him an exceed also, or something like that. They said that you should evaluate everyone on an individual basis, based off of what you, what's in front of you, not based off of someone, uh, a tang, an intangible thing from somebody else. And it's actually like, and we all have done it. Everybody, everyone who reviews anything or has done an evaluation on someone or vice versa, we've all been guilty of doing it at least at some point. Would you agree on that? Yeah, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, that was one of the things that when I was there, I learned that I was like, that's actually a pretty good point. Like, It should stand 
alone on its merits. Right. There should be there's there's set criteria for what you should be judging something on, not a rotating criteria based on something you did or didn't like on something else. Right. So one common thing that we did, um, we would just kind of keep on making Justice League Dark our whipping child. Right. And then we would compare everything to that, and if we liked it more than that, automatically, okay, well, it wasn't Justice League Dark, so it's a it's a seven. You know what I mean? Like, um, it it kind of it, it was our whipping child for bad, and uh, for me anyway, uh, Under the Red Hood was my standard of good. Um, Wait, so you so if anything didn't. Uh come up to Red Hood's standards of that, then it wasn't good. Well, that that was my one end of the spectrum. Okay. No, 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 no. I'm, okay. not, I'm not saying... I'm not I was saying, like, damn, then we watched a lot of shitty movies. No, I no, no, no. I'm saying, like, that would be the other end of the spectrum. Okay. So, uh, you have black on one, one, white on the other, and you have... I got yeah, you now. That, got that was my now. white, and Justice League Dark was my black. Right. So, you know, you're, you're falling somewhere in there. And, so, uh, some came a lot closer. Um, I would say, actually, uh... The Dark Knight Returns was damn near up there with the Red Hood, right? In my opinion, and everyone loves to rank. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 part of our well, it's I, a part I, of our American culture. I think. Well, I I think especially with uh, the internet culture the way it is, top tens and top fifteens, right. top right. twelves, top sevens, whatever. They're, and they're if we do and if do. we do a top ten list, we, that's when you can compare. But we're gonna take this Titan show and just this one episode and just really mm. dissect what was going on here because I feel like. This last episode, and we, for spoiler alert here, it, it's kind of like a, it's kind of a what if scenario, but it isn't. You get what I'm saying? Like this didn't actually happen in the continuity of the show, but it still happened. Like in at least in Dick Grayson's mind, it did, because he he gave in to his hate, and Trigon gave him many opportunities to either go away from it. He even kicked him because Trigon was the I don't know if you picked that up, but Trigon was the officer. Yes. And he gave him opportunities to leave. And he chose not to. So every decision that Dick Grayson made, he actually made it. It wasn't predetermined or anything like that. So it wasn't a dream sequence like we've seen in the episode Over the Edge. Essentially, the decisions, it would be like if you were having a dream. Correct. But the decisions that you made in the dream had a real-world outcome not necessarily affecting the things that were in the dream, but on just you. Correct. And that's that's what this was. Where so, and over the edge, she just wakes up. This yeah. is like, he gave in to his hate and then became... We don't know what he's going to be yet, because that's going to be in the second season. So, anyways, this is an episode of... And it's been the question that a lot of Batman fans have always asked is what would happen if Batman were to cross that line. And we got to see it here. So, to, to make this a little bit easier, um, this is essentially the Injustice storyline, but with Batman instead of Superman. Right. Yeah. Uh, to an extent, yes. Um, I don't know if Superman was going and killing I, I, I would caged say, criminals at the time. Well, it wasn't, the, it wasn't apples to apples. You know, kind of comparison, okay. but essentially with Injustice, you had Lois Lane being killed by the Joker. Correct. With this one, you had uh, Commissioner Gordon being killed by the Joker. Yeah. Tortured him, too. Yeah, tortured him, killed him. So that was kind three of... Three weeks. That was kind of... for From Batman's perspective, that would be the equivalent of Lois Lane to Superman. Right. You know, and that, and that was kind of Batman's final straw. Right there. So that that was it. That because was to the him, straw that broke the camel's back. To him, Commissioner was the moral compass that... And I there was a line that Grayson used, and you actually, I think, commented on it when he was said. Um, when, when they said, like, well, Batman's conscience wouldn't allow him to do that. And, he, and Robin said, he's like, Batman doesn't have a conscience. He has a code. Well... And that was, a, I thought, a really powerful line. Like, I was like... Yeah, he really does, because he doesn't really... Uh, in the animated series, he kind of had a conscience, but he was also only doing it for a few well, years. And it was never that he felt bad. It was... He, again, like you said, it was to a code. It wasn't... He, did, he didn't act because he had compassion or, right. you know, whatever it may be. It was, 
this violates my code, I will not do that. Right. This falls within my code, I will do that. You know, that was that was more of where he was coming from. Right. And I just like the line that it was said. Yeah. Um, as you're watching it, the actor who's playing Dick Grayson... He's great. You'd like him? He? I don't know. I've never heard of... I'm, uh, we'll look him up real quick. But did did he come off as a good Dick Grayson? Yeah, uh, him and uh, the uh, the other one, um, wheelchair guy, uh, Jason Anna, Jason Todd. He him too. When I when I'm watching this because I I watched the series when it when they aired it last year, yeah. I really felt like they should have just cut the Titan show completely, spin it off, and just do a Robin show. I just think it'd be kind of interesting seeing Dick Grayson as a detective solving crimes that way a little bit. That could be kind of like your your crutch, but then there's this main big storyline. And in the second season, Slade's supposed to be showing up. Because they showed Slade in the teaser. It was interesting seeing Batman. Yeah, he didn't say anything. Yeah, they, they, finally, they finally pulled him out. That's like a card you don't see often. Right. You always they, you hear the you, name. They, they allude to him. They they hint. They they imply. They do everything but actually pull out Batman. And they actually finally pulled out Batman, which was very interesting. Brenton Theates. Does he have a a history? I'm looking it up. He was he's a year younger than us. Huh. Pirates of the Caribbean. Henry Turner. So that had to been someone related to, well, what, to Bloom, because that's his last name. Yeah. Huh. He was also in The Giver. Um, Gods of Egypt. Melissa, Melissa, I'm sure you've seen that. That 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 the, the Disney movie. Maleficent. Yeah. Yeah. He's in that. Titans, obviously. An interview. Office Uprising. Huh. But it looks like the big one was Pirates of the Caribbean. Well, he did a great job. Yeah. On that, so. uh, you didn't get to see too much, but what did you think of Starfire? Hmm. She was the woman who got killed. That's hmm. what crossed... That's what was... That's what made Grayson cross the line. Yeah. I... I hmm. So nothing there. Nothing really there. Well, I guess in the show, did they have a relationship? Yes. Oh, so that would explain him losing it when she died. Yeah, they they had a uh, a tent action action in one episode, I believe. Hmm. But they were working. They were like, they're the first two to I think meet, because or no, it was Raven. Raven was uh being abused or something like that, and she ran to the police, and Grayson was. At the police office or whatever, so that was the first person she talked to, and then Starfire just kind of randomly showed up because she was just kind of killing people. <laughs> it was just really weird. It's a tough show to follow. Okay, so I mean that that does explain though why he went dark side essentially. Also, um, there is an episode, and maybe we'll do this next time, but we'll do the Doom Patrol episode since we are covering Doom Patrol. Okay. Um, but I thought when I was watching the show, I felt like it had a lot of potential. It just wasn't there. If that makes sense. For this individual episode? No, talking about like this show. Oh, the show in, in, general. in general. Like when I was watching, series. I'm like, man, I like, I felt like it's almost there to being from being like kind of a show to like a really good show. Like they're, they're missing a part. Yeah. 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 And I feel like they'll, they'll, they're going to hit it in the second season. Yeah, because I, I definitely didn't get that from this episode. Yeah, this was a strong one. Yeah, they, they did very, very good. It was dark. It had that, yeah. like, Gotham City felt like Gotham City. Wayne Manor looked excellent. It looked like Wayne Manor, like from the animated series almost. To the, they had the details perfect. The, I liked the, the touch of having the, like, the tablecloths and stuff over all the furniture. Like, someone's not even living there because he's not really living Doesn't there. Doesn't it make you wonder if they did a, like, Batman not the animated series, but if they actually took the time to make like a Batman show, live action Batman, live show. action Batman yeah. show, how well they could make it because it had a very, even though it was very adult, it still had kind of that whole the the darkness of Batman the animated series going on. I don't know if you felt that at all. Yeah, like it, it had that same level of darkness to it, 
where I felt like um, the Christopher Nolan Batman films, even though they're, they're great movies for what they are, it was too, it, it didn't have the darkness to it. It was very, they were very, um, just from a, an aesthetic standpoint, they were very bright. They were, there was a lot of light. It didn't feel like Gotham. It felt like, it New felt York like City. cloudy New York. Right. Where I feel like except Gotham, for Batman Begins felt pretty dark. Uh, Batman Begins had a it's weird because Batman Begins feels like it's so totally separate from the other two. Yes, yes, it feels completely different. Yeah, it has a it has a completely different vibe, a completely different aesthetic. Where I I, I don't know this this may sound weird and I I may be kind of reaching at straws here, but I always feel like when I picture Gotham City, I picture like a very dark detroit kind of city yeah like that that's what i have in my mind like gotham city to me is detroit right and gotham to me is almost new york but it has this um well see in my mind it was always metropolis was new york and gotham was like detroit gotham's supposed to be new york for some reason it makes no sense i don't know why i think because yeah. gotham was first or something like that yeah, whatever but um gotham to me is supposed to be like and it feels like it should be stuck in the Stone Age. Like, it's its own, like... We'll see. It has its own technology. Like, you saw the hotel there. Like, that looked like it was stuck in the Stone Age. Like, it well, was yeah, an old, it had the very, old hotel. Well, and that's, and that's kind of... That's why I get the very Detroit vibe from okay. it. But, like, like in my mind, at least, like, Metropolis and New York have more parallels. And in the Christopher Nolan movies, you had a Gotham that felt like Metropolis. Where is WWE headquarters located? Stanford, Connecticut. Okay, they film there. Because oh. in the beginning of Batman, I think Dark Knight Rises, when they show the city, you actually see WWE headquarters. They actually, I saw the logo. This logo? I'm serious. Yeah. The, I saw the scratch logo. And I'm like, oh. So, WWE is in Batman. Huh. Okay story there's no way oh okay you mean there's no way I saw that that they did it in Stanford Stanford's small well they they filmed the uh, when they filmed the outside of the city they did they filmed that they might not have filmed because I heard they I thought they filmed in Chicago did they yeah huh. that's what I thought okay. they did so but when they when they did the out zoom when they first opened up the 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 movie you what saw WWE headquarters city to pick for like Stanford's small right do they have but like, like smaller than Milwaukee small right but they still have skyscrapers and shit right that's what they showed uh, is there another like maybe another WWE building in New York maybe WWE New York hey the world unless maybe they were doing only thing I can think of maybe they were doing a a show. In that city. Yeah, that, that could be. But it, it was like a big flag. But it's in the very beginning. Like, that that's Stanford. That's it. Like, that's a smaller downtown than Milwaukee. Right. Like. So there's a couple skyscrapers. Yeah. It's probably the size of Madison. Yeah. Just saying. Oh. We didn't get to see the Joker. Oh, you saw him face down. We saw him dead. Yeah. Um. Yeah, this was a very scary Batman. You didn't get to hear the Joker. Right. You didn't get to hear Batman either. You you didn't get to. You didn't get to. You didn't get to hear either of them acted. They were just kind of there. I thought they did Batman very well. Um. Pretty sure Batman was completely CGI. He might have been. Yeah. I thought though there had to have been an actor that was paying him though. Maybe the... in the Batcave, but I'm pretty sure when he was in the Batsuit he was CGI. Let's see who else is in this show. So we got Tegan Croft is Raven. That's the top build actress. Then Robin is billed next. Then Anna Diop as Starfire. Ryan Porter as Beast Boy. I don't know any of these people. Uh, Karan Walters was Jason Todd. 
Well, you did a great job as Jason Todd. You got that vibe from him. So, Superboy too, huh? That must be the next season coming up. Yeah, there's nobody billed as Batman. Here's Trigon. He's been in a lot of stuff I'm pretty sure of. He's in Far Cry. Hmm. As John Seed. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Wow. That's uh that's the main character in Far Cry five. Yep, that's Trigon. Wow. Oh, another thing is I was watching the tick and um you know the guy who plays uh, Trevor in Grand Theft Auto, right? Yeah. He's in there. No. Oh. The actor. Wow. As Stretchy Man. <laughs> okay. So, let's, let's think about it now. He kills the Joker, and then after that he just goes rogue. Rogue, right? Yes. He goes into Arkham mm-hmm. and just annihilates everybody in yes. there. Wow. Mm-hmm. This to me would be. This is you'd have to take him in. I would have you'd have to. Mm-hmm. Sure. I know, I know. We discussed it before, but he he's killing people that are in cages. Okay. And he's killing any officer that stands in his way. Mm-hmm. Don't stand in his way. Oh come on now. The issue <laughs> just is doing why their, are they doing, standing in his way? They're doing their job. You, you need to consider whether your job is worth your life at that point. Okay. You're doing your... You need to step aside. If you step aside, you'd live. He wouldn't kill you if you're stepping aside. I'm curious what the general conception of... Uh, that's the wrong word. Consensus. Consensus of this episode was. I bet you a lot of people... Because I know a lot of people dislike this show. They they praise the hell out of Doom Patrol. In I mean, its own right, it's an I, outstanding show. I don't know. I mean... <sighs> But uh, here, here's the here's the true moral perspective of this show. In this universe, you have Gotham, which is completely overrun by criminals. Correct. Completely overrun by criminals. Correct. You have the one guy trying to hold things afloat. Well, not, not necessarily the one guy. You had Commissioner Gordon also. So you had two people trying to hold this whole thing afloat. And one gets killed by a criminal that, the, that Batman has given opportunity after opportunity after opportunity to and he keeps on getting out and everyone keeps on getting out and everyone keeps on escaping and everyone keeps on doing ill so then kills commissioner gordon that's it he kills the joker and they're immediately like oh my god we need to take out batman so batman's like fuck it i'm not letting anyone else get out why 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 have i made this mistake all of this time why have i let these people live he wonders so fuck this he obviously realizes the mistake he's made which was letting them live and he goes and he corrects his issue i don't see the problem in that he finally he finally reached that point in his mind where he realizes he fucked up by letting him live to begin with so he's righting the wrong i it is what it is whether they're in cages whether they're locked to a wall whether they're in straight jackets how is that any different than mr freeze how so? Mr. Freeze, when he, um, he wanted, because it's revenge. It's a revenge killing. Not necessarily revenge. It's more so, it's for the greater good. It's for, it's for the benefit of the people of Gotham who aren't criminals. As, uh, as Vince Russo would say, let's call a spade a spade, bro. <laughs> yeah, okay, get out of here with that, yeah. Murder's murder. No, it's not. This wasn't. Uh, this wasn't self-defense. Doesn't this matter. wasn't. This wasn't like Joker attacked him and then he killed him or something like that in the spawn of battle. He went out of his way to find him in the hospital after he found out he survived. Yeah, because he meant to kill him. Right. Right. He shouldn't have survived. Okay. Yeah, he wasn't meant to survive, so he okay. was taking care of the mistake he made. He made a mistake by letting him live. I agree that Joker should have been killed a long time ago. Mm -hmm. He's one of those lost causes. 
there's other people in Gotham City that probably um, can get reformed. I think Penguin's one of them. I think Two-Face has some psychological problems that could be fixed, but it's going to take some time with him. Plus, because he used to be a good man. So, because his story is a lot more tragic. A lot of the Gotham villains are something happened, which is what turned him into that. Joker's the only one that doesn't have a real backstory. Riddler has kind of... Riddler, to me, is... I guess in this universe, he's pretty... Uh, He's pretty hardcore. You know, he shot Jason Todd. But the for the most part, he's not a murderous criminal. That's not what that was never his Here's... forte. He just wanted to murder Mockridge. How many chances do you give these people? How much time do you give? How much how many resources do you dedicate to people who choose to be criminals? How much how much time? But some of them okay, that's fine. But not all. And I love how we're arguing over fictitious characters. Yeah. But I mean, like, a lot of them, and this is a lot of them, are in there because they need to be. Uh, there's something wrong with their brain. It's not like they're. Whose issue is that? It's society's issue that they decide, that they're criminally insane. It's whatever laws they put in place. Correct. Well, Batman's fixing that. Okay, maybe in Batman's universe where there are no laws, that's okay. Mm. In medieval times, but this isn't medieval times. Well. So, this is a time where everybody has rights. Why? That We're, we're not going to argue that part because I'm not, I'm not making the rules here. Okay. I'm just telling you, I'm going by the rules that they set in their own, in their own universe. Okay. So, I mean, we can question that, but we're going to get nowhere with it. So, in the essence of what he did, killing the Joker, whatever. Like, if he decided he was never going to kill again, but we know that Batman has that code, and when he crosses it, he said that many times, that he walks really close to that line, and when he crosses it, he can't come back from it. He's said that. He's even, um... He's even told the Justice League and stuff, if he ever were to cross that line, to take him out, because he's not coming back. And the only way to stop him is to take him out. And that's what he wanted. He had a contingency plan for himself. Called mm -hmm. the Justice League. Very arrogant when you think about it. He's like so arrogant to the point where he feels an entire team has to take him out. <laughs> but. I don't know. I guess I would have a problem with him going and killing guys that are in cages. Dent, to me, is not a guy who deserves to be dead. Dent needs to be reformed. He has serious um, psychological issues. Big Bad Harv. Who's paying for him to be reformed? It's whatever their universe dictates. I'm sure Bruce is. I'm sure Bruce funds Arkham. Bruce did fund Arkham. I'm sure he does. I guess he didn't want to fund Arkham anymore. That's fine. Then stop funding him. Uh, he stopped funding him. Let them let them es let them escape first, and then kill him. Then I'm fine. with No, that. he stopped funding them. He he decided to stop funding them instead. <laughs> you do it. Yeah, he he uh, he asked for a refund. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He got his tax refund. No, that's yeah. not how that works. That's how that works. He showed you. Yeah. He definitely crossed the line. He was not going to come back. He needed to be taken down. Let him kill as many people. Okay. Because what's going to stop? Okay. What's going to stop him from deciding? Because to him, what about a jaywalker? You're going to kill him? Well, now you have the Justice Lords. That's what I'm saying. Right That's what he's turning Which, into. That's fine. But. But he's not even ruling like that. He's just straight up murdering people. Hear, hear, hear me out. You're in charge of Gar Gotham. Let's say you're the mayor. Yeah. Right? You're, you're the mayor of Gotham. You walk outside, and you're actually a good guy. You're not corrupt. You want you want the best for your people, right? You wake up. You see all of this crime going on. People fighting on the streets. What 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 Dick Grayson drove up on? There's prostitutes everywhere. There's crime going on everywhere. Your city looks like shit. Everything's happening. Criminals, criminals, more crime, 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 crime. And you have Batman, who, 
okay, he's psychologically unstable as fuck, but he's killing all the criminals. And your crime is just being reduced day by day by day. Obviously, your murders are going up because Batman's killing them all. But your crime is going down because slowly but surely, Batman's killing all of the fucking criminals. Do you step in and say, you know what, Batman? No. We're arresting you. Let's let the rest of them live. Or do you let him just kind of clean house and say, fuck it? What's the difference between a hero and a vigilante? He's a vigilante. Okay. At that point. Yeah, that's what he's always been. No, he was a hero. Uh, well. He he was, he started off as a, because he, he had he had his own rules. But, but what do you do in that situation? As the mayor of Gotham, do you stop him or do you let him continue to clear house? I'd have to bring him in. Well, and, and you'd be comfortable with the crime just overrunning your city when you had the opportunity to end it all would you let him clear house and then then reel him in let him let him just take out a few thousand criminals or whatever and then be like okay that's enough and then then cut it or would you just right away that's your target number one because you gotta you gotta abide by your law because what's gonna stop him from attacking people that aren't criminals because you don't know what he's capable of. but you have criminals who are attacking people who aren't criminals on the street okay He's stopping that. From his track record, from what he's shown, he's exclusively just killing the criminals. Let, let's let's say that's the case. He's only killing criminals. He hasn't killed anyone else yet. No hypotheticals. He's only killed people like the Joker, Harvey Dent, Riddler, people along those lines. You stop him? You value their lives above his? I try. Huh. Well, that would make you a weak mayor. <laughs> no, because vigilanteism isn't... Like, if he wants to help the uh, the society, then he should put on a badge. Uh-huh. Yeah, but then he has to follow the law. Eh, most cops don't. Well. And they get away with it. Well, then don't, don't be pissed when he's killing your police force or getting in his way. I don't think it would even be a mayor's decision up to that point. I think something else will step in. Probably the government. Mm-hmm. Someone's going to step in. It'd be like, this man is killing too many evil criminals. Mm-hmm. We need to stop this good guy who's going out of his way to clean up Gotham City. Okay. I, I enjoy this. Like I said, he's got... <laughs> The difference between Batman and Punisher is that he doesn't kill. Because that's what that's what's the difference between him and the people he's fighting. Because Batman believes in redemption. Reforming. Helping people. That's why he's doing this to begin with. He well, does like like he's like the argument that you'd say is where has it gotten you? Nowhere. Fast. He, he has an- a dead butler and you know a dead his, friend. You know what his answer would be? It all adds up. He's keeping score just in his own head. Mm, it all adds up to he lost Commissioner Gordon and his butler got killed. True, and he blames himself for it. No, his butler died. He didn't. They didn't say he was killed. Alfred died. Who knows what it was? Maybe it was testicular uh, cancer or something. Well, I mean, if he died of old age, well, whose fault is it he let him get old? Maybe Batman should have killed him. See, that's that's the issue. Now you're just being, <laughs> now you're just being a troll. So the um, I don't know. Like I said, it's 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 its own universe. Obviously, in the Punisher's world, it's accepted. In Batman's world, it's not because it's a different universe, different rules. I suppose. When the, pun- when the Punisher kills someone on screen, you're like, good, that cocksucker deserves it. You see Batman maybe kill the Riddler or kill the Penguin. It's it's a little unsettling because it's something you're not used to and it's something he doesn't do. So I, if I'm in charge, I'd be scared about what's next. Like, yeah, maybe he killed all these criminals, but now maybe he's going to go after uh, 
somewhat corrupt politicians. Maybe he's going to go uh, kill... Uh, you just don't know. So he might go after other people I probably assume need to die? Not oh. needs to die. Probably like needs corrupt to be, politicians? Needs to be prosecuted. See, why don't you just want to get things done? Why do you want to prolong things? Maybe I guess I have a little bit of value of human life. Why? Why do you? Why you? Why do you want to just? You want to? You want to hold on? You don't want to cut to the chase. Because lives matter. Nah, not always. No. I don't know. It's just the law. Sometimes you devalue your own life to the point it no longer matters. I already don't Through that actions long. you make. I do that all the time. You devalue your life? Yeah. How? I work at Walmart. Okay. <laughs> so that devalues your life to the point you want to die? Not I don't want to, but I it's it's inevitable it's gonna happen. That you're gonna die? Yeah. Well yeah. Everyone's gonna die. I just don't really fear it, I guess. Okay. Well, good. Maybe those criminals didn't fear it. I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. Me either. Me either. Kind of. This has gone way off the rails. <laughs> but no. Overall, it was a very good episode. It was It was essentially a what-if episode. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, there's well, technicalities. Though. But yeah, it was, well. it, was a very, it was a very good what-if episode. It reminded me of actually that Batman episode that was essentially the same thing where Commissioner Gordon over finally flipped over the edge, where Commissioner Gordon finally flipped and they invaded uh, Bruce or uh, Wayne Manor and or that one part where uh, Owen Hart fell from the rafters. <laughs> oh, we're talking about a different over the yeah, edge. Yeah, yeah. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, greatest high flyer of all time. Jesus, it was like no one's gonna do a stunt from up there. Yeah, I, I mean, no, no, no one's gonna do a stunt from the rafters again. Nope, except Sting. Not, not with WWE. True, they're, they're done doing that. Can you imagine if they did another stunt like that? Um, I mean, they still do the shit off the top of the cage. They still do the shit no, off no, the no, Titan No, no, no. I'm talking about like they do the same gimmick, like they just oh. bring someone down from the rafters. Because they've only done it one time before Owen Hart, and it was they did it with Shawn Michaels at what WrestleMania 13. They could have like the Red Ravager. <laughs> they should just push the hurricane out of the audience. <laughs> I just thought that when that happened, because I was watching that. I don't know if you were. No. Um, it was back during the time when pay per views you would just turn on channel 41 and just listen to it because we didn't have pay per view box, but it was on normal TV. And um, I'm on channel 41, and I'm just listening to it. And they said Owen Hart died. And I didn't, I didn't really know. I never saw Owen Hart live at that point, but I used to play with him in the... I used to play with him, dude. No. And uh, WWF Attitude, because he had the spinning heel kick, which was a overpowering move in that shitty fucking game. It was a bad game. Yeah, because you could never do a fucking wrestling move. It was like yeah. Mortal Kombat shit. Yeah. You had to type in codes, a cheat code to do a suplex. So I would just run the ropes and do spinning heel kicks. That was like the only way to like drain someone's life. Isn't it amazing that you'd play a game back then and you just play it because that's all you had? Yes. Even if it was shit, yeah. you just learn how to play it. Those days are gone. Yeah, they are. They're just gone. See, to me, I wonder if they exist yet and we just don't know. I wonder what, like, gaming is from a kid's perspective nowadays. You know, it's funny. I don't even think they really game. Like, we used to be... We were playing video games probably by, by five years old we are playing games. Yeah, because, I mean, point. I remember... Uh, I don't even know My how nephew, he... who's past five years old, doesn't really play video games. He likes to watch. He likes to watch his dad play, or he likes to watch YouTube videos. But he's not really interested in playing himself. That's where the whole streaming thing is, which was not a thing when we were kids. Like, I I just remember playing Mario over and over. Yeah, the same level. And over and over. Like, Super Mario World, I I play that game just fucking endlessly. Mm-hmm. Or Super Mario Brothers 3. 
Me was Donkey Kong Country 2, and you can tell I've played it a yeah. bunch of times. Yeah. Where I'm jumping before the enemies even spawn. Yeah, it, it gets to the point it's just extreme muscle memory because we played those games because we didn't have, you know, 500 million games to pick from. We were we were playing the games we had. I love when that goes off of the podcast. It's actually great timing because it always does it at the same point. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um... Yeah, I would. I always would re, and you you'd replay games. So like yes, over and over and like over. Like with Mario, if there was a, a level that you could never beat, you just go back and play the older levels until you had enough courage to go back and play that level. Yep. Um, I know for me. Well, then we had how many save files on there too? Four save files. So you'd just go back and you'd have your one save file that was at the end, and then you'd have. Your save file that was like your burner save file. That it's you weird because there's through. a lot of games that I played as a kid that I can still go back and replay now. But like the the story games I play now, I never go back and replay. Mm-hmm. Like Life is Strange or um, Heavy Rain. Like I'll play it with somebody. Like if someone's in the room or something like that. But I'm by my blah, 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 blah. if I'm by myself, I usually don't. Maybe because I don't know. I, I don't have a reason for it. But I can still go back and play any of the three Alone in the Dark games. And I feel like it has great replay value. I think a lot of it is nostalgia. It's just a comfort. It's a mm-hmm. it's the comfort in your mind. It's the it's where your mind was when you first played it. It's the yes. memories that it conjures. It's the it's not that it's a better game, it's not that it's a more well constructed game. It's a better game. Um it's in your mind it is because of nostalgia. And I I and just it kind of is what it is but yeah i don't know if kids go back and will replay i, I, I wonder i really wonder what it's like from a kid's perspective because there's they're introduced to so many different games now. well i think mobile games are huge. i i think the games i was just about to actually make that point that the games that are equivalent to mario uh for for kids now, I think are Angry Birds and stuff like that. Flappy Bird or whatever. Yeah, I, I think those are the games that kids get into, and those are the ones they're playing over and over when they're in the shopping cart in the store, or when they're in the, you know, in the car or whatever it may be. I think that's I think that's where their games are compared to us. So they're playing on a they're playing on a phone when compared to uh, Game, Boy Game Boy or uh, whatever it may be. Right. So. It was Game Boy. There was really nothing else. Yep. PSP came out when we were a little older. I was, a, I think, a freshman when it came out. Well, I had those little, uh, the, the like, Disney games. The I forget who made those. Uh, was it Bandai or whatever? Or, like, the Beauty and the Beast game or the Lion King game or the Little Mermaid game or whatever, where it was, like, uh little lcd screen and you put the double a batteries mm-hmm. in the back of it and it was oh yeah the tiger electronics yeah tire there you go yeah, yeah yeah i hated those i always played my portable games was game boy obviously i played uh donkey kong land 2 um the pokemon games i remember the first time i played pokemon i was just so blown away by it and this was after i already played and conquered earthbound and i thought i'm like Man, I'm, this is Earthbound 2. That's what I was thinking while I was playing that. Like, this is awesome. I got my fucking Charmander. Um, I was uh, play, I was playing Red Version. I remember I rented it from uh, Hollywood Video. Because Sunset Video didn't have Game Boy games yet. And Blockbuster didn't yet either. So we, we went to Hollywood Video right on Racine Avenue at the time. Now I think it's a Chinese restaurant. But back then it used to be a video store. It was right when my... Uh, parents divorced my dad was living at my grandma's house at the time because she she and my grandfather were in arizona for the winter so that's where we were living yeah the first uh the first pokemon game i played was yellow and i played it on my super game boy mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't have a, i didn't have a working game boy the game boy i had i had dropped so many times it only made sound it didn't the screen didn't work i had a game boy pocket forever and then um, I was like one of the last people to get a Game Boy Color. Yeah, I had a. Uh... I got it like right towards the end of its like life cycle because the next year I went and got the SP. Which is like... yeah, you got it towards the end because the Advance came out first. Yeah, that's right. I had an, I had the Advance too. I barely played it. Well, I got the uh, 
because I, I had a Game Boy Color. Well, I had an original Game Boy. Then I had the Game Boy Color, the uh, the crystal one. Because the, the SP came out, I think I was in seventh grade. The SP came out like two thousand and three. Oh, I was in high school then. I remember I walked up to Kmart and bought it. Because it was it was a while that that thing was out for the Advance was out for a good two years before the. Because uh... I remember well. I could actually run it in my mind. I got Metroid Fusion on my 13th birthday. I got Metroid... My mom let me get two games. I got Metroid Fusion and Kirby Nightmare in Dreamland. And that was my 13th birthday. And I got that on my original Game Boy Advance. So I would have been uh, 14, 15 maybe? I think I got my... 2003. Boom! They stopped making them in 2008. I believe it. I believe it. Yeah, because the DS came out, I think, in 2004. Yeah. Or I was going to say five. I was in high school. I was, I think, a freshman when it came out. It came out right right before the... Didn't it come out either right after the, the PSP or right before? It was like around the same time. It was time. the same time. Yeah. 2003 was the Game Boy SP, so I would have been, I think, 7th grade. Yeah, it was February of 2003, so I wasn't in... I was still probably in 8th uh, grade. I, um... I had an original DS, and then I got the DS Lite, I remember. And I currently have a 3DS, but not the new 3DS. It was like a first-gen 3DS. You know the new 3DS, you can get Earthbound on it. Because it has the uh, store. Yeah. Yeah. So the DS came out and... Yeah, because it was a DS, DS Lite. It, no, it did not come out in freaking 2016. Here we go. Um, November 21st, 2004. Uh-huh, okay. So Christmas time. Yep. I think I got it around that time, too. I got yeah. it when it came out. Same. I think PSP was the same year. That was the portable year. Look up that. Not Papa. Fucking autocorrect. PSP came out in. Okay. Two thousand three. No, release date was December December 12th, 2004. So the next year. So they literally came out at the same time. Within weeks of each other. They're a year apart. I thought you said the DS came out in 2004. 2003. Oh, I thought you said it came out in 04. Did I? I thought you said November 04. Uh, I, was, I might be mistaken. I might have misheard you. I thought I said 03. It was, oh, it is all four. Okay. So, yeah, they came out a week apart. Almost a month. I had a PSP and a DS. I sold my PSP to get my DS. I had PSP, and sounds like it's, like, some kind of superpower. Anyways... I had PSP once, and I ended up shitting my brains out, and then, you know, I was into that. No, but... <laughs> yeah? I had Yu-Gi-Oh! Tag Force. I think I was a sophomore. That was, like, one of the best Yu-Gi-Oh! games I think I ever played. That game was awesome. You, you were, like, in school... It was based off the GX series. So... But it was still just a card game. Yeah. On the system. It's based off the GX uh, characters. So you, because um, if you're familiar with Yu-Gi-Oh! GX, they're they're in like their academy. The academy one. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I kind of like that idea. And so you you're a student and you have to go to class at certain times and uh, the card shop would open up at a certain time. You can go to the card shop and buy cards. You could duel people. Some people wouldn't duel you if you weren't a uh, high enough rank. Um, you could win cards from them, and then they had a story mode too that went along with it. But you can actually walk around RPG style and talk to people, huh. 
which none of the Yu-Gi-Oh games do. And I really thought that's such a missed opportunity. Yes, I agree with you. I feel like a Yu-Gi-Oh game could be excellent. It could be right on the level as Pokemon. But yet they continue, like, all these Yu-Gi-Oh games that come out, it's just dueling. That's all it is. Which is fun. You know, it is what it is. But I like to have a story mode in a game. Yeah, I feel like a game like that could benefit from it. Like, Sacred Cards was a Game Boy game that had a story mode. It was a strong story, but the card game sucked because they had their own rules. They didn't go by the actual Yu-Gi-Oh rules. They were similar, but they weren't the same. You could only have uh, five cards in your hand at a time. Weird. And then when it was time to draw, they just you just wouldn't draw. So they had their own weird rules. And some monsters had weird effects that, that weren't really effects. Or they just didn't. The Egyptian god cards were in that game, too. And they were overpowered. Well, they, they are. Right. But, well, not not really anymore. But. but yeah, that it was I think it was called Yu-Gi-Oh! Tag Force 2 or 4 or whatever. It was for the PSP. Excellent game. I've actually thought about buying a PSP and getting that game again. Okay. I just remember putting so many hours into that game. Well, someone's going to Mega Media Exchange after this. All right. Well, they don't have they don't have it shit there. Yeah. That place is a joke. That's my plug for uh, Media Exchange. Mega Media. You get your store's a joke. All right. It's a joke. Bitch. <laughs> All right. That note. Did you have anything else going, Dad? Uh. No, not really. No, I, no. I know that no. Um, we have a confirmed second season of Doom Patrol that's going to be carried by uh, HBO HBO, and the DC streaming service. And then we obviously are going to have a second season of Titans, which is going to be coming out before Doom Patrol. Um, I don't know if we're going to get a second season of Swamp Thing. I'm hoping we get a fourth season of uh, Young Justice. I'm sure we will. Because a lot of people like that show. I just feel like the show needs to get on track. It needs to get on track. There's too much stuff going on. It's too big. Uh, With that, I'm Dan Stevens with Peter O'Keefe, and we'll be back hopefully next week.